Hey everyone, it's Tony. It's David. And, and we're, we're Two Dudes Talking Disney. How you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. We're, uh, we're both back from our Disney trips. We are back quarantined, tested. Yeah. Our post-Christmas quarantine has ended. Yes. And uh, we're back. While David was gone, uh, right after I had returned, Disney held their Investor's Day uh, event. Uh, and at this Investor's Day event, they gave a ton of of new show announcements for Disney Plus, for the movies, uh, Disney Animation, Disney Television, Marvel, Star Wars. Um, I don't know what other topic. Uh, that was, I did, yeah. I, I mean, it was all of them. It's a lot of entertainment coming it out. Is. And it was, you know, and it was a dump. It was yeah. just like, boom, punched you with it. Yeah. There were uh, probably about 40 new shows that were announced. Yes. And uh, over the course of the year, Disney is expected to put over a hundred uh, original shows on Disney Plus. Yeah, um, and it, it's just you know, it's it, I guess you could say like we had the lull of Disney Plus. You know, right. uh, it came out there. There was some of the new content. Uh, fortunate, unfortunately, we burned through the new content. Right. You know, uh, and and I do. The stuff that I like too, I like the behind the scenes Disney stuff. You know, we we were just talking earlier. Some of the things I wish they did was was more of the television channels from the parks. They do right. have the Sunrise at Disney Station yeah, now, which and, is cool. Yeah, yeah. but uh, the the Star Wars and the Marvel dump was just you know almost too much. It was. It was. It was amazing, uh, and that's what the topic of this show is going to be: is the Star Wars and Marvel content that was released. Uh, at, on the Investors Day event on December 10th. So uh, there was one show that was not announced on Investors Day, but was actually announced at the end of the season finale of The Mandalorian. Which was just another bomb in itself. Right. You know? So this may be a spoiler for those of you who have not watched The Mandalorian. However, the show has been out now for uh, 10 days. More than so that. 11 yeah. days. So, so I think that the statute of limitations is out. Yeah, we're good to fire away. So if you uh, watched it uh, or didn't watch it, uh, the book of Boba Fett is yes. coming in December of next year. So we, we had our first, you know, uh, end credit scene yep. of the Star Wars universe. And uh, it was Boba Fett returning to Java's palace, uh, kind of coming in Clint Eastwood style to to regain his position on the throne there of of, of Java. Right. Uh, he killed poor Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna, who, like me, since Return of the Jedi, has put, put out a few, few pounds. pounds. Yes. Uh, now you know what I missed in that episode. What I would like to have seen, uh, if you remember, in Return of the Jedi, when Luke approaches the door. That little uh, futuristic version of a ring doorbell. Yes, pops yeah, out. that little that little guy, you know. Uh, but yeah, so that was you know the, at the end of the Mandalorian, we we got our post credit scene, the book of Boba Fett, which is supposed to be premiering in December of twenty twenty one. I can almost say this year. It's, 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 yeah, it's actually next course. year. Yeah, you know. Right. So we we don't know if uh, Boba Fett is now taking over Jabba's criminal empire. Uh, is he going to remain a bounty hunter? Is this going to be a new base of operations for bounty hunters in the galaxy? We don't know where it's going. We do know, however, that John Favreau and Dave Filoni will be involved with it. So I just want to hang out with him for, like, for like two hours mm -hmm. at this point. I mean, you know, it it really, I they're just, they're, with the Mandalorian and the direction they just went and the release of what's coming for Disney, I just, I, I finally... Uh, I guess you could say I finally have some hope. Mm -hmm. You know that, uh, right? 
I'll tell you the the end of the Mandalorian kind of reignited the spark. Oh, I cried. Did you? I physically cried. I, you know, I, I, I you know, obviously, you know, we've talked about it a million times. Massive Star Wars fans growing up, you know, Luke right. Luke was everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I remember during uh, the Rise of Skywalker and during the Last Jedi, you know, being able to watch Luke, you know, talking to Yoda again, like it, it was like something I never thought I'd see again in my life. Right. And to see Luke, you know, full on Jedi Knight, uh, taking care of the business was was just it, it was a. You know, we we knew that there was a Jedi coming, mm-hmm. and we we, we, just we, didn't know we didn't know who. We had our money on who, and man, when that X-wing roared by, I, I just, I'm like, oh my god, here he comes! And, and they did an amazing job. You know, the the bright point of the Star Wars movies over the past you know five, six, seven years now was the the ending of Rogue One mm-hmm. when when Vader. You know, when we finally got to see kind of to say Vader go Vader. Right. And we finally got to see, you know, Darth Vader at his evilest, at his, you know, most menacing form. And and everyone was like, that was the the excitement, that that was the direction that the series and the, the franchise was going. And then we hit the sequel trilogies, we hit Solo, um, and we kind of like lost a little bit of it. Right. And they actually did an amazing job of using basically the same scene just with Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think it did. It it brought that spark right back. It brought that, you know, that shock value. That oh my god, this is Star Wars. Right. It got me excited for for what's to come. And and there is a lot to come. And uh, we'll start off with some of the animated stuff. Yes. Uh, the Bad Batch, which we've mentioned before. Yes. So the the Bad Batch uh, were a base. I, I guess you could say kind of like a special mission force mm-hmm. uh, of the Clone Wars. So they were clone troopers who. Each had a unique skill, so they were genetically altered clones that uh, each had a different skill, different strong point, and they were uh, referenced and introduced a few times in the Clone War animated series, and then this last season, where they added the, uh, the, the final season on this year, you actually did a couple of episodes basically focusing on them as kind of a, a lead into their show. Okay. So. Well, we'll have to check that out. Yes. Come Coming 2021. Yep. Yeah. And then also spinning off of the Mandalorians. The Mandalorians actually got a couple of spinoffs. We got Boba Fett. Yep. And then we also have a show for um, Ahsoka. Yes. Ahsoka Tano will be getting her own show called Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Um, Once again, this is Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau. And it's going to center around Rosario Dawson's um, uh, Ahsoka Tano character, uh, who we saw in The Mandalorian. Uh, She was... uh, when she ran into the Mandalorian, she was searching for uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, Grand, Grand Admiral Thrawn, right? Um, who plays part in some of the books and and is kind of the next bad guy. In, yes. in the at the Empire. end of the Empire, he he kind of takes the, the throne, if you will, uh, as the Grand Admiral for the what's left of the Empire. And Ahsoka is searching him, you know, searching for him, searching him down. Yeah, you know, the, um, very eagle eye Star Wars fans spotted. Um, you know, Grand Admiral Thrawn's logo on the the battle droids that the Mandalorian fought after meeting Ahsoka. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't that you know eagle eyed right. to to see him. But uh, you know, and again, she it was a great setup episode where you got the, the tease of finally seeing Ahsoka. 
you know, back in the, the universe. And then, you know, you knew right from the bat that she wasn't going to be part of the main the main storyline, that she was heading her own way, and it was a great way to tie in Thrawn. Okay. And then also spinning off of The Mandalorian is Rangers of the Republic. Um, it's a show that's going to intersect with other stories. So there might be some tie-in between Boba Fett, the Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, The Mandalorian. Um, don't really know how this is going to tie in yet. Uh, but once again, Favreau and Filoni, That's I think it, man. as long as you see those two names, you're good. You're good, yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to figure out how to audition for this. <laughs> I think I could be a Ranger of the New Republic. At least be the guy that sits behind the desk yeah, in, in like the I Ranger be, headquarters. Yeah, you know. So uh, You know, when they were talking about spinoffs for The Mandalorian, everybody thought that uh, Cara Dune would get her own correct. show. And it's very possible that she might be a ranger of the Republic. Right, correct. She is a peace Yeah, officer. since they gave her a little badge. Right. So so we'll see. And then what do we have? Uh, you spoke about Rogue One earlier. Yeah, and, and this is what I'm excited for. We have uh, Diego Luna returning in uh, his role of Cassian Andor. And he's going to be coming in to, to do a prequel to Rogue One. Which is, um, uh, you have to do. Which because. is funny because Rogue One is a prequel. So it's a prequel to the prequel. To the prequel. But you could is it, it is it multiplied by like the sixteenth or like what's the what's I, the factor the power I believe it's raised to the power of two is it so raised to the power of two okay. it's a sequel squared okay so it's it's a prequel squared prequel yes prequel, prequel squared. squared so it's a pre 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 quill uh, I I was a big fan of his character uh, and and I really really do want to see you know more of him I think the uh, the hard part is going to be establishing a timeline that gives you enough time to conduct the show, knowing that you have an end date right. or an end event of, of the show. You, right. We all know he can't live past the, the, the Death Star plan, uh, mm-hmm. Scarif, if you will. Right. So so will this, you know, if, if this is some kind of, uh, you know, say they give it two or three seasons. Right. And it all builds up to the Bothans, right. you know, getting the, getting the plans from the Death Star. Um, you know, and... Again, I, you know, another arena where you saw him uh, play Cassian Andor, for those of you who got to experience it while it was open, was The Void in Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, did you do The I did not get an opportunity so the, to do The Void. Yeah, The Void was a uh, a separate virtual reality experience in Disney Springs where you got to go on a mission with K2SO and Cassian Andor and, um, to, to try to, to uh, raid Mustafar. Okay. And you came face-to-face with Vader. And it was a very uh, well put together, you know, program for uh, virtual reality. It was actually one of the neatest things ever. Uh, you actually get to be in a Star Wars story and duke it out with some stormtroopers. But he was in it as the the you know the ringer, if you will, right. of the story. Okay. So, okay. And this does not have involvement from uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, um, but the uh, Rogue One writer Tony Gilroy, who is involved with the Born series, uh, is serving as the show's creator. Correct. So that is, uh, you know, that that's good. This is, uh, you know, the Born Identity. This is a spy thriller set in the uh, times prior to the rebellion. Yes. Or while the rebellion is being formed. Yep. So that should be good. And then speaking of Mustafar. Yes. So uh, back by popular demand, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen are re- reprising their roles in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And, and this was interesting to me because we know that Obi-Wan... Uh, we know Obi-Wan's been on the books for a while. Correct. And that apparently Ewan McGregor has known since episode seven 
that they were going to do an Obi-Wan movie, which then, of course, uh, you know, became the Obi-Wan uh, miniseries uh, on, on Disney+. And this is not a multiple, multiple season thing. Uh, I believe it was originally slated for eight episodes, which was then cut down to four. Yes. So this is going to be, you know, like a limited time event. I just, I don't know how they're going to, you know, all the Star Wars lore that I'm aware of leaves Darth Vader thinking that uh, Obi-Wan, not that Obi-Wan was ever dead, but that Obi-Wan was out there. You know, to, to my knowledge, there's never been a reference of them meeting up after Mustafar and before the Death Star. Well, from what we've heard from uh, Lucasfilm, uh, there is going to be the rematch That's, of the century. Yes, so it'll be very, very interesting to see, you know, how they bring that together. And, you know, Ewan McGregor is a Star Wars legend in himself. Uh, you know, he's kind of, uh, I have to say, out of the prequel series, probably the most popular actor to still be in, you know, going on. And uh, they've brought Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan, or I should say they brought Obi-Wan back Especially like Star Wars Rebels, we saw him a few times hiding out on Tatooine. They, they, you know, they came close to discovering Luke, and, and he had to intervene. Um, you know, and then we got the whole Maul uh, through the Clone Wars cartoons. We got the Maul story where Darth Maul was still alive. Right. So, especially to a lot of us, if you were a fan of the Clone Wars show when you saw the Solo movie, you know, you were surprised to see Maul, but you weren't shocked. It, right. it wasn't. Uh, a, a floor-dropping shock because you knew he was still out there. And then Rebels wrapped that up with the... Again, so, I mean, Obi-Wan is going to go down as the Star Wars character that has the most rematches. And based on what we know, he wins them all. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Obi-Wan's got some skills. He's, he's one tough SOB. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the series had a low point. I don't know if you could go so low as Solo. Again, I, I you and, know, and, and that it, it, it I, I, I say that because right. it's a play on words, um, you know, solo. I got it. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Um, I don't think it was a bad popcorn movie. Right. I, I actually watched it this afternoon. Oh, you did know, you? And I, you know, it's funny because I watched it, but I fast forwarded through the whole beginning. Okay. Uh, up until the point where Han went and met Lando, and then the, the their mission together, mm-hmm. you know, is the part I wanted. I was actually watching it with the purpose of. Rewatching the Han and Lando interactions. Okay. Um, you know, these are the things that we do here at Two Dudes, putting the man hours in, doing the research. That's it, so you don't have to. Yes, you don't have to. That's I put, right. And, I put liquid paper on a B. And, 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 Dave, <laughs> and Dave is doing this uh, because there has been an announced a Lando show. Yes. Now, no one knows if it's going to be live action. We don't know if Donald Glover is going to come back and portray uh, young Lando. Right. We don't know if Billy D. Williams is going to be portraying old Lando. Correct. Maybe it's going to be both of them. Maybe right. it's yeah. going to be, you know... Mirror um, universe, so they like, reflect like a, back. Like a voiceover by uh, Billy D. Yep. but Donald Glover is doing the action. We don't know. Um, but uh, And, you know, Lando was another character that made um, appearances in some of the cartoons, you know, in... Mm-hmm. In Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, he made several appearances uh, in in the you know in those series as as his smuggler self, and I, I do I, I think uh, Danny Glover played a, a tremendous Lando, young or, Lando, or Donald Glover, Donald Glover. What did I say? Danny Glover is getting too old for this. Danny Glover is getting way too old for this stuff. Uh, yeah, he's retiring next Tuesday. He is. Uh, but I I do I like I said I purposely went back and watched Solo today. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to to watch the the Sabaka games and right. and their interaction, and I I really 
I think solo stock is rising as time goes on. You know, like I said, I think it's a good standalone movie. One of the problems was that it was released like five and a half months after uh, episode eight. Right. So it, it you just didn't have time to digest. And it was a lot of Star Wars being forced into people's, uh, you know, yeah, lives and, and, in, and, in and a it short was time span. And it was the I hate to say that it was it was quality, you know, you know, the old saying, you know, quantity, not quality. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's where Disney was in the, you know, quantity, not quality mode right with star wars where they they came up with this aggressive schedule they started pumping out material and you know like we've talked there's no continuity there was different producers and it, it just led to a, you know, a subpar product and i think solo was the result of the the subpar movies just being caught in the middle but still a bad a bad star wars film is still better than most correct a bad star wars film is still better than most films right uh, and then also coming to Disney Plus, we have uh, a show centered around the Empire and the Dark Side. Yes, and that is Acolyte, um, which is going to be a mystery thriller, um, and it gets into the shadowy secrets and emerging Dark Side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Okay. Now the High Republic um, happens to be a new series of books, comic books, graphic novels, young adult books that uh, is. Uh, debuting right after the first of the year, and it is the period uh, of time when the Jedi are, you know, at the top of their game. Yep. It's about, I, I think, a hundred years prior to uh, the Phantom Menace. So Yoda is involved because he's a. a, a oh, know, here we go Jedi. again now, trying to explain. It's not Yoda, but it's Yoda. No, no, this <laughs> is Yoda. This is this is Yoda. This is Jedi Master Yoda, but he's not really the master that we know in Episodes One through Five. Yes. Um, so, you know, looking forward to this, um, I kind of like the, the fact that they're taking, you know, they're taking, uh, uh, Andor and bringing it into like a spy thriller. Right. And they're taking Acolyte, which is going to be a mystery thriller. Mm-hmm. And they're not just, they're, they're not just all straight off action. Right. They're hitting shows. different genres. Right. You know, and they're doing that to keep it real. Yep. You know, keeping it real in the galactic hood. Now, uh, the next thing I, I, uh, this one I'm kind of interested in. It's going to be uh, a new show called Star Wars Visions. Anime creators will bring 10 short films to life. Uh, what they are, we don't know. You know, it kind of reminds me like uh, there were the books, A Certain Point of View, mm-hmm. which were short stories intermingled from the Star Wars universe. So I wonder if it's going to be the like the Certain Point of View stories, but brought into to film, if you will, or brought right. on, you know, made to life. So. Right. Or it could just be ten completely random. Could be ten completely things. Uh, I heard that each one's going to be a different style, so I don't know what that how yeah. that's going to play into that. Uh, I'm not necessarily a fan of anime, um, but you know, I'll give it a shot. Okay, I'll try anything once. Uh, then we have Star Wars: A Droid Story, which is going to be uh, R two and C three PO and a new droid to join them. Oh, there is a new droid. Yeah, uh, it's going to be joined by a new droid. So this is, a, you know, kind of a play on, if you remember when we were kids in the 80s, we had Star Wars Droids, which was a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, just kind of a modern version on that one. And this is also going to be an animated uh, animated feature. Correct. Um, you know, speaking of R2, you know, he was in The Mandalorian as well. Correct. And I don't R2. think, I don't think uh, he's getting enough credit for being in. Everybody focused on Luke. Right. And, uh, you know, R2 is his astromech droid, so he had to be there in the back of the X-Wing. Correct. And I, you know, again, uh, there is the long-standing fan theory that the reason why Star Wars starts off with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away is that you're going to find out at one point in the future 
that R2 is retelling the stories. I don't know if you've ever heard that, hmm. or but it's been like a, a, a long-standing fan theory that the Star Wars story is told is, is being told to a future generation by R two, and like I and you know you look at at points to to prove your point R two is like the you know in everything right. so he he was there for it you know so uh, right but that I, I remember when they were talking with George Lucas you know even back in the late seventies early eighties you you were in diapers if you were even around I was I was. But uh, George Lucas had stated back then that the droids would be the only two characters that appeared in all nine uh, movies. Yes. And then so. this is one now that I'm very excited for, uh, and that's going to be released on Christmas Day of 2023. Tony and I already got tickets. Uh, a new generation of starfighter pilots earn their wings and risk their lives as they take on Star Wars Rogue Squadron. So as we know, uh, the evolution of Rogue Squadron, which would be Luke Skywalker's fighting fighter wing, uh, and it was an, an homage to Rogue One. Yep. Um, and the Rogue Squadron logo is what we know as the uh, I think Starbird, is what they call it in the Star Wars universe, which is the red sticker that you see mm-hmm. on Luke Skywalker's fighter helmet throughout the movie. Luke and Wedge and those guys were rogue pilots, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, some X-Wing pilots, you know, I'm thinking they need to start it off just like Top Gun. That slow music, and right. the first X-Wing flies out to Danger Zone. Right. Um, and I'd like to see Jack Porkins. Yes. If, uh, we, if we, we, we can need some more Porkins. Um, yeah, you know, I'm excited for this. Uh, Rogue Squadron, they've had, uh, I don't know if they've had any book books, but I know they've had a, a few comic books. Video games? I remember playing the video games. Yeah, yeah. Actually, they have a current video game. Yes. Rogue Squadron. So. Um, directed by Patty Jenkins, who happens to be the director of Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 84. Which I don't know. We don't know. I mean, Wonder Woman 84, swing and a miss on that one yeah. as far as I'm Ooh. concerned. Um, but you know what? It's it's Star Wars. Um, her father was a former F-4 pilot. Uh, he was killed in the 80s in a, in a training accident. Um, but she is very familiar with the life of, uh, of somebody in a fighter squadron. So I'm hoping that she'll do it justice. Yes. Uh, so I'm very looking forward to that. Uh, and then uh, the last uh, bit of Star Wars news is that uh, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, and uh, what was the third? Uh, Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok director, uh, Taika Watiti is developing a Star Wars movie that is untitled. Yes. Um, so it's supposed to be his offbeat sense of humor and, uh, you know, what we've seen in the past, well, the last Thor movie and, and the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder. So. Kind of excited for that. He's directed a couple of episodes of The Mandalorian. Yes. So uh, I, I don't think you can go wrong there. I think it's kind of uh, it'd be kind of nice to see a a Star Wars film or series that kind of pokes a little bit of fun at itself. Yes. But isn't you know is not a caricature. Right. Still respects Star Wars, but just kind of takes it on the yeah. Fun and, side. and like we said, you know, you see him expanding genres. You right. know, with the the spy movie, the mystery. Now they're they're adding this. You know. I guess I, I don't want to say comedy, but I want to, you know, right. lighthearted. Yes, approach. there you go. Lighter fare. Yes. All right. So that's all the Star Wars. Out of a galaxy content. far, far away and, uh, you know, to the pages of the comics. And yeah, that is the fact that there were also a bunch of Marvel announcements that came out. Um, and do you want to uh, start it off? Yeah. So uh, we know that a lot of, you know, new Marvel properties are going to be coming out. The first live action shows we have. 
are going to be uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision and Falcon and Bucky, which are coming in within weeks. That's um, right. WandaVision starts January 15th. Yes. Uh, that is going to be a, I want to say, psychedelic look because uh, it's got all sorts of different sitcom styles. Yep. And, you know, there's some Brady Bunch uh, homage in there, some Bewitched. Um, interestingly enough, I read this past week that they actually consulted with Dick Van Dyke on elements of the classic television sitcom. Okay. Um, so, you know, if, if it's got uh, Dick Van Dyke's input, how bad can it be? And I tell you, I, um, you know, it'd be interesting because we know Vision was killed in Infinity War. So it'll be interesting to see how this takes place into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, it's very possible. Uh, based on what I know from comic books, um, it, this very well could be all taking place inside of Wanda's mind. Correct. Uh, and that's another thing we're, we're waiting on. So time time will tell with that. Then on March 19th, uh, we're going to see the first of the Marvel bromances with uh, Steve, well, uh, excuse me, Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes. Uh, they they lose Captain Rogers and Falcon and the Winter Soldier will uh, premiere. It'll be uh, again, you know, a follow up to the end of Endgame mm-hmm. when the Cap turned over the shield to them and. and see where they go without Captain America. Yeah, this should be good. We've got Baron Zemo coming back from Age of Ultron. Yep. Uh, we also have the introduction of John Walker, who is known as U.S. Agent, uh, who is a replacement for Captain America, put in place by the U.S. government. Um, and he's got a variation on the super soldier serum, so he's not uh, an exact replica of Captain America. But it'll be interesting to see how this all plays into the fact that he's left the shield with the Falcon but we've got U.S. Agent who has his own shield and his own costume. Um, should be good if, if you enjoy Captain America. Yeah, you know. I think it's going to be a good way to, promote the, to to progress the Captain America legend. Exactly. And speaking of bromances, uh, we've been doing this for a long time, haven't we? We have been. Yeah. Yes, we have. We just uh, don't have cool costumes. We don't. No, we should. Yeah. We should work on that. We're, we're, Costuming department. Yes. And then... Um, after that, we're looking at everyone's favorite god of mischief, Loki, in his Loki show, right? After yep. the, the end of Infinity, we know uh, basically what happened when the Avengers went back to New York for the Battle of New York. Loki managed to grab the Tesseract and exit our hero stage right. He did, and it's going to be very interesting because Loki, the, the original Loki, is killed. Correct. And this Loki is going to be the Loki from... The Avengers film. So he does not know anything that happened after that. Correct. He doesn't know about the end game or anything. He's still kind of the mischievous Loki, not the heroic Loki who tried to help Thor against Thanos. Um, this is going to be the... Uh, this is a, a, a crime thriller. Uh, you know, much like Star Wars, they're taking things into different genres. Uh, we're going to see the Time Variance Authority, which is the TVA, uh, they're a group in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that tries to keep the time stream in check. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. It also plays into the multiverse. You know, with the next Doctor Strange movie, there's going to be some... some uh, it's Doctor Strange uh, Journey... Is it Journey into the Multiverse? Journey into the multiverse, multiverse yeah. is involved. The Spider-Man Spider-Man kind of... It's funny, because Spider-Man... You know the the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse obviously brought in the Spider-Verse <laughs> into uh, 
the the realm, but you know, we saw the the multiverse really be introduced in Far From Home, mm-hmm. only to be pulled away at the last moment as a ruse. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. You know, Owen Wilson's also signed on to the project, and Richard Grant. So it'll be interesting to see what Owen Wilson does. Uh, too, you know, I kind of like him growing up in that. What did they call them? Were they the Brat Pack? What were they? No. The Frat Pack. No, that was all the, I don't know. I think they were the Frat, frat pack. pack. Yeah, they were the, that was Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson, right. Luke Wilson, the, yep. the old school, Colin, or Will Ferrell, those guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the Frat Pack. Yeah, I was very shocked to see Owen Wilson in that. I did not know he was involved, but uh, very much looking forward to that. And then summer of 2021, which we still have uh, coming up soon is going to be Marvel's What If. Uh, now, I, I'm for those of you, there's a, I've actually had a conversation too recently about this. People didn't understand the premise. And basically, it's when the Marvel people get drunk and they, like, take their material and throw it on a table and see, you know, what sticks. Right. Uh, so the first episode is going to be basically uh, What If. It's going to be episode one dedicated to Peggy Carter. Well, yeah, so, I, I think you need to give people a little more of a, of a background of that. And it's 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 not that they just get drunk and throw things around, um, but <laughs> they take established Marvel characters and they change either the origin um, or they they change something about them. I, I, it's it's an old comic book series that started in the seventies. I know I used to read it. You know, it was always like, what if the Fantastic Four got different powers? Right. What if Flash Thompson became Spider Man? What if the Punisher became Spider Man? Um, so this, you know, the, again, we know what we know so far of the, the, of the series is that the first episode is going to be what if Peggy Carter became the super soldier right. and was given the super serum and Steve Rogers uh, became Iron Man, basically. Yep. In the 50s. In the 50s. So the 50s it'll be, technology. yeah, it'll be really cool to see, um, you know, and a lot of the the new and returning cast members are coming back. Mm-hmm. So they, they said there's over 25 of the original um, you know, uh, voice talent. Voice Michael Jordan, Josh Brolin, Mark Ruffalo, Chadwick Boseman, Paul Rudd. You know, Tom Huddleston are all there too. With uh, Jeffrey Wright, uh, vo- will voice over the Watcher, and the Watcher is a celestial being who observes and watches over the multiverse. And you know, uh, it's it's. I guess you'd say it's ironic. I think today is Stanley's birthday, uh, but one of the you know prevailing theories. Is that the the character of the Watcher is Stan Lee, and that's why he has appeared and interacted in every Marvel movie because he is the one who watches over. Uh, and I think it was a great you know great way to to kind of honor Stan Lee was by that that rumor that he is the mm-hmm. Watcher. You know, he's in every you know he, he was in every Marvel movie minor interaction. Right. With with the characters, but it's like, well, okay, he's not there accidentally. You know, right, he's he's there watching. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, looking forward to that show. Um, one show I'm well, I don't want to say I'm not looking forward to it, but I don't really read the series. Is Ms. Marvel? Um, this is going to debut in late 2021, and it is uh, the story of a Pakistani American superhero named Kamala Khan. Okay, uh, who gets uh, powers. I, I feel like uh, I'm going to throw this out there again. We're going to show our age, but I feel like we're looking at like a remake of The Greatest American Hero. Here. Okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know, The Greatest American Hero was a show in the 80s about, you know, mild manner. Uh, was he a reporter? I don't think he was a reporter. He was a, 
mild mannered man in, the, yeah. in America, school teacher, school teacher, yes, yeah. who uh, basically got special powers, superpowers from a super from suit, a super like suit. Yeah, but the problem was there was no instruction manual. Right. So imagine you know a person going from regular overnight to Superman overnight, and then trying to navigate the world. You know, if they walk into a door or if they they any of these issues they have, it mm-hmm. would create massive problems. And I feel kind of like that's what uh, is gonna is gonna be the the theory behind that. Mm-hmm. And it's already been noted that uh, Ms. Marvel will appear in Captain Marvel two alongside yes. with uh, alongside Brie Larson. So. Uh, that's also part of a few years ago, Marvel uh, went to take established characters and in the name of diversity, um, you know, we got a Pakistani Ms. Marvel. We got uh, Amadeus Cho became the Incredible Hulk. Uh, Riri Williams took over for Iron Man. You know, she's an African-American super genius from MIT. Um, so there was this act of, uh, you know, getting more diversity in the Marvel Universe and Ms. Marvel is uh, one of those characters. So she is relatively new on the comic scene. Uh, one one character who is not new on the comic scene is Hawkeye. Yes. And he will be getting his own show on Disney+. Plus. However, um, he's going to be shown training Kate Bishop, who in the comic books is the woman who takes over the guise of yes. Hawkeye. Uh, so that that's coming late 2021, no exact date. And then followed that up will be a comedy series of the She-Hulk, which will be coming uh, to be determined, nothing yet. Right. Um, you know, we just know that uh, it'll be the female version of our favorite Incredible Hulk. Right, because she is uh, Bruce Banner's uh, cousin. Yes. She's a lawyer, uh, Jennifer Walters. And uh, it's been noted that Mark Ruffalo will be appearing as the Hulk in this uh, in this series. Nice. So, uh, good to see that, although I'm not sure that I... I don't necessarily want a straight comedy, you know. I think okay, it's, it's, you think it's going to be tough to do the straight comedy? Yeah, I think it's fun to have comedic elements in a show, but I don't necessarily want a superhero sitcom. Okay. You know. And then another to-be-determined one is going to be Moon Knight, which is going to be described as an action-adventure close to an Indiana Jones story. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a, you know, going to follow a vigilante who suffers from a disassociative identity, uh, identity order. Yeah, this is this is a uh, thief uh, slash vigilante mercenary um, who named Mark Spector who gets powers from an Egyptian god, and uh, he decides to fight crime with it. People don't believe him, which is where this disassociative identity disorder comes in. They all think he's crazy, and uh, rumor is that Oscar Isaac is in the lead for the role of Mark yes, Spector, which is pretty good. I like him. Uh, then another to be determined is Secret Invasion, which is uh, basically going to be a uh, Nick Fury kind of continuation of the scrolls from Captain Marvel. It's going to be they've infiltrated Earth, and we're going to see kind of who, um, you know, is going to be who is a scroll and who is real. Right. And we know that because you know we there are characters that we we saw Captain Marvel at the end of the movie. You know, Samuel Jackson was on Earth, but then he was up in the spaceship. And his his earthly character was a scroll, so we're going to kind of see who's who. Uh, it, it's supposed to be a huge crossover event like Civil War, so we're going to see how that works. Yep, that could be fun. Uh, we mentioned Riri, Riri Williams a couple minutes ago, yep. and uh, she will be getting her own show in the form of Ironheart. Yes. Uh, she replaces, uh, oh, she takes over the role of Iron Man, but you know because she's a woman, she creates the Ironheart armor. Right. Um, so that uh, that could be good. 
Speaking of Iron Man, uh, a series I enjoyed in the 80s was the Armor Wars, where Iron Man's armor, his technology is taken by a whole bunch, by the government, by other you know, villain organizations, hero organizations, and he decides to go out and uh, get all of these armors, all of this technology back and stop them from using it. Uh, that is being translated into a show um, featuring War Machine. So since Tony Stark has passed away in the Marvel Universe, uh, that role is going to Don Cheadle and War Machine. So that uh, is going to be uh, a fun time. And then for holiday season 2022, which as much as you're like, holy cow, 2022 holiday season is two short years away, we're going to have James Gunn working on a project uh, himself of a, a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Kind of a little bit of a spoof on the Star Wars holiday special. We don't know Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 3 is supposed to come out in 2023. So I think this is going to be kind of like a pre Right. Quill this is, show yeah, that. this is going to be shot alongside the filming for uh, the next Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and then also in the Guardians of the Galaxy vein, uh, Baby Groot is getting a series of shorts that are uh, called I Am Groot. Uh, I think if you watched any of the Ask Forky, I'm, I'm hoping that it will be along Lose the lines idea. of four or five minutes of uh, Baby Groot. Hopefully it's not just him dancing. And then our kind of bringing it back home... Our next up movie for Marvel is the release of Black Widow, which, uh, you know, thanks to this abomination of a year, was supposed to be released several times. And now there are two tentative dates, which is uh, original release date was May 1st, 2020, then November 6th, 2020. But we still uh, to be determined. Uh, it is a date in May. I, I don't have it in front of me, but okay. I, I know it has a May release date. Uh, hopefully we can get to that. Um, July 9th of 2021, actually May 7th is Black Widow. Okay. Uh, July 9th of 2021 is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Ten Rings which is yeah. a martial arts, uh, film, uh, Asian superhero. Um, and, uh, he is, this is the story of Shang-Chi, who is a master of, of Kung Fu and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, if you saw Iron Man 3 then you know the Mandarin, and we saw that that Mandarin was a fake, but Correct. the Mandarin is the leader of the Ten Rings. So I'm assuming we're going to see some Mandarin. Some of my uh, my good friends in the comic book realm were very upset about that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, in the comics, the Mandarin is, is a very powerful right. you know, leader of the Ten Rings and all that, and where now this movie, they kind of made it like a joke. Right. And they were, they were, there was some little upsetness about that. Well, they made it like a joke so. until the end credits scene where the Correct. Ten Rings right. came back. Came back, and, so... Yeah. Uh, you know, what I'm looking forward to the most coming up now is Spider-Man 3. Okay. Uh, December 17th, 2021 right now. And I, again, this is looking to be, according to rumors, like the live action Spideyverse movie. We mm -hmm. know that Jamie Foxx is coming back to play Electro. Uh, we know Alfred um, Molina. Molina is coming back for Doc Ock. And we've also known that, according to rumor in the internet, and according to Abraham Lincoln, everything you read on the internet is true. Uh, they've seen other, you know, other Spider-Man besides Tom Holland uh, have shown up for costume fitting. Right. As so, well as uh, Daredevil. Yes. As well as Daredevil. From Netflix. So, so uh, again, it's looking to be a, you know, actual live action Spideyverse movie. Which could be fun. Right. Um, Dave did skip November 5th. Oh, did I skip the, Yeah, the release Apologies. of The Eternals. Ah, yes, The Eternals. Which um, are a group of immortal beings 
who have been on Earth for 35,000 years. Give or um, take. Yeah, give know. or take. Um, and this, uh, I don't know. You know, every time I think there's going to be a misfire by Marvel, eh, they prove me wrong. Okay. And, you know, I'm not sure how, how the Eternals are going to go over. Right. Um, what I, did we call, though? What movie did we call this year? Remember there was the, the one, oh, the Artemis, Artemis Fowl. We called that one. We did. That was I, I hate to say it, but I feel like the Eternals is going Artemis Fowl. Well, I hope I'm wrong, right? right? But, you know, uh, I hope I'm wrong. As do I. Yeah. Um, March 25th of 2022 is going to bring us Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Going back to the Sanctum Sanctorum. Right. This is supposed to be the first. Uh, it was originally slated to be the first horror movie yes. in the Marvel genre. Now they're just calling it the first scary. Yeah. Film. And I, I'll tell you, I really do like him. I, I, I you know, Doctor Strange is kind of uh, growing on me mm-hmm. as, as a favorite. Okay. And uh, that film's going to be directed by Sam Raimi, who did the first uh, Spider-Man movies with, uh, what was his name? Andrew. Not no, Andrew Garfield. Toby McGuire. Toby McGuire. The Toby McGuire films. Thank you. And then what do we have after that? Next, we have Thor. Love and Thunder. Yes. Uh, coming out in 2022. May of 2022. Yep. Uh, uh, big, the big rumor is that Natalie Portman will be wheeling the Milnier. She will. Um which is actually the comic I have upstairs signed by Stan Lee. Okay. So. Um, and that does happen in the comics. Uh, Christian Bale has been signed on to play Gore the God Butcher. Yep. Uh, so we'll see how that comes into play. July 2022 again. Black Panther uh, sequel. Which, uh, you know, we know Chadwick Boseman will not be recast. Uh, I don't did, did he finish filming or are they? They haven't even started filming yet. Okay, so. so you know, I, I would probably say one of the more tragic uh, actor losses of our time. Of our time, yeah. Um, you know, hands down, tremendous actor, tremendous you know, uh, tremendous guy. Really, if you if you you know you read up on him, and I think it's going to be one of those things that it's going to be very difficult for Marvel to to move on. I think recasting him. Is well, they've already said they're not recasting. I'm him. sorry, not recasting. Marvel not recasting. So him. I think there's only two ways they can go, and that is uh, either you give it to his sister, correct? Shuri becomes the Black yep. Panther, or you find some way to resurrect uh, Michael B. Jordan, correct, uh, and bring him back right. as uh, as the Black Panther. Um, and that uh, that's uh, pretty far into the slate of Marvel films. Yeah, um, and, and there, there's uh, there's a few still, you know, not to go into depth, but they're working on a new Blade movie. Captain Marvel 2, another Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know, Gar- we talked about Guardian Galleon 3, uh, and I think finally the big news in what is going to be, uh, I-, I don't know, I don't know what you call it, what the uh, Disney's, uh, they're going to attempt another reboot of the Fantastic Four. I'm all for that. And know, I but- am too, because the fan- I-, I love the characters of the Fantastic Four, and I think that the- Disney now has the... Uh, you know, and it is it is kind of Marvel's first. They are the first family right. of the Marvel you know, universe. They are the first family. They are the first of the. And again, they just they never were able to get that franchise moving. But now that it's back under the Marvel banner mm-hmm. and it's got Marvel behind it, I think you'll finally see that move in a direction, a positive direction. Right. Coincidentally, the Fantastic Four is celebrating their 60th anniversary. Uh, this coming year, so I would really expect to see some type of an, an, an announcement right. um, of a release date. Uh, you know, rumor has it that uh, John Krasinski from The Office, uh, yes, you it, know, as Reed Richards, 
Um, now, what, what was it like when they first came out 60 years ago? Well, those were dark times. <laughs> uh, thanks, Dave. Um, and uh, this is film is going to be directed by John Watts, who did Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, so I, I really, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, the Fantastic Four. Okay. And that, uh, that's uh, that pretty much, much wraps it. up Marvel. Marvel. I mean, you know, there are some, you know, there are some Disney, there are some stuff like that. I, I guess maybe at this point, Tone, we should probably save that for another. Yeah. You know, yeah, kind of, what are we at for time? We're at uh, 54 minutes. Yeah. Wow. This one is of our long longest, longest yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that that's the slate of Star Wars and Marvel. Yep, and uh, our next show should be our ever popular uh, review in the year of what's to come what's for to Disney come? movies. So, uh, an in depth look at the Disney slate of films to be released theatrically if theaters ever if open. Theaters when ever and if theaters ever open, right? And uh, you know, we'll be working with the information that we have on hand. But until next time, I'm Tony. I'm David, and, and we're, we're two, two dudes, dudes talking, talking Disney. Disney.